Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, 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 and welcome to another bite-sized episode of the British English Podcast with me, your host, Charlie Baxter. And in today's one, I'd like to give you some classic Charlie chatter because, um, well, over the last three years of having done this podcast, I've managed to pick up a number of injuries from rupturing a ligament in my knee twice, uh, breaking my thumb and my ring finger, and I think something else. But um, yes, quite a few injuries and I felt compelled to keep you informed of these damaging tales and today I sit here with a new injury to discuss. Um, Don't worry though, it shouldn't put you off your lunch or anything so um, I'd say most squeamish people could stay with me on this one as uh, the injury itself isn't too hard to stomach but uh, the way in which I got there might be worth exploring. So um, let me expose you to a load of native phrases in hopefully an entertaining way. And um, if you wanted to, the premium and academy memberships offer a load of learning resources to support your journey in this episode and every other episode I have on this podcast. So if you're interested in that, head over to thebritishenglishpodcast.com. If not, though, stay tuned here and enjoy an episode of Charlie Chatter. So to set the scene, I suppose we should recap my relationship with exercise. Um, For over a decade now, I've been a member of a variety of gyms wherever I've um, resided, but have never really managed to keep up a consistent routine to make any lasting progress until I was introduced to boxing. Um, When I moved back to the UK from Australia at the end of last year in 2022, um, whilst trying to find a flat to rent in London, I was temporarily living in my late grandparents' house and looking after their sausage dogs. And um, as this area has been gentrified over the years, it is a rather affluent place in the UK. And what comes with a gentrified, affluent village? A bougie gym. In the cloud of audio where podcasts dwell, a British chap's got stories to tell. It's not just his words that give you a lift, but free worksheets that offer a gift. Hey there, it's Charlie. You hear him exclaim, in Apple or Spotify, you know his name. But did you know what else lies in store? A treasure of phrases, idioms and more. On the same screen as your episode plays, a sheet of vocab sets your learning ablaze. Definitions clear, all there at a glance, English and culture in a harmonious dance. And if you think one sheet makes you astute, you're in for a treat, an entire loot. For every episode bears its 
own prize, a thousand plus phrases right before your eyes. Click on a link or download the app. In language learning, there's no time for a nap. It's all for free, no penny to pay. Just search BEP and you're on your way. So why just listen when you could also see a British bonanza as free as can be? Charlie's made sure in his linguistic spree to offer you English steeped in British tea. If that poem didn't really make sense to you, I'm saying that there's a free worksheet available for you to download for this episode and all the other episodes. It's in the show notes of this episode. Go to the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com or download the app in your app store. Search BEP or The British English Podcast. Thank you. Yes, a very, very bougie gym indeed. And as it was the only one in the area, we felt obliged to give it a go. So um, my now wife and I went to a bunch of um, exercise classes there. And after getting to know the trainers and clientele, we were encouraged to try out the boxing classes, which were far from your typical boxing uh, experience. In fact, this was a gym where I would come out of the class and Stacy would excitedly explain about the fact that we'd just spent an hour sweating it out with an A-list celebrity. Um, I'd often be a bit oblivious to all of this as I'm not that into, um, well, you could say I'm not that into keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, let's, let's say that. Um, and I actually remember getting into small talk with one guy and after asking him what he does for a living, he uh, awkwardly responded saying, um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a football player. And um, I googled him. And to my horror, he was not only in the Premier League, but he also played for England in the last World Cup. So um, I felt a bit of a dunce now and again, um, meeting these very successful and well-known people to most. Um, but typically throughout the months, whilst learning how to throw a punch, I was hitting the bags with what some might call yummy mummies. Um, these yummy mummies were residing in the, the county that is called Surrey. And Surrey in the UK is stereotyped as a wealthy or certainly posh uh, county. And the trainers were incredibly professional and very knowledgeable and really helped me learn the ropes. So um, fast forward a few months and I felt pretty comfortable on the pads, throwing combos, ducking and weaving, and I would get a sweat on every time I went. But the time had come to say goodbye to our new community of um, celebrities and yummy mummies as we'd found a place to rent at long last in London. So off we went to the big smoke and a couple of weeks go past and um, my boxing gloves were collecting dust and the love handles were back with vengeance. So I had a little Google and to my delight, loads of boxing gyms popped up in the area. Buzzing about this new chapter I skipped down the road to the nearest one to check it out. And um, when I got to the building, um, I realised before even stepping foot in this place that I'd need to adjust my expectations. A heavily rusted front door, slightly off its hinges, served as the first layer of defence in repelling any upscale gym enthusiasts. Feeling chuffed that I had guessed the door was a pull, not a push, uh, given that the engraving was no longer legible, I approached the front desk uh, and was greeted by a short woman, tattooed from head to toe, sporting a buzz cut. 
And she greeted me with the deepest of voices, indicating that she had perhaps experienced some performance-enhancing drugs in her time. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. And she very nicely told me that they do indeed do boxing classes here at this gym. She said, uh, we do it Monday, Wednesday and Saturday and any level of boxer is welcome. But, but Saturdays are sparring sessions. So maybe avoid them if you want to just work on technique. I thanked her and said, I'll be back on Wednesday. Um, so back I go excitedly a few days later with my gloves and wraps in my hands, ready to sweat buckets again and, uh, and work on my technique. I go up the stairs and see a boxing ring along with a UFC cage and a bunch of bags lined up with about 20 guys that all looked like they could easily be extras on a documentary that's focusing on gang wars or something. Um, so I quickly popped my glasses in my bag took a deep breath and um, adopted a, a more colloquial accent. You know, one full of glottal teas and H-dropping phrases and uh, went up to the trainer to let him know I'm new here by saying, you're right, mate. Yeah, yeah first time here. Um, what's the deal? <laughs> God, so cringy. But oh my goodness, we've just started with that feeling because he then takes a second to take me in and and says um oh you're right mate yeah um give me five on the ropes would you i nod showing that i clearly understand his instructions even though i had no idea for five to ten very slow seconds until another person grabbed a skipping rope and started a five minute timer i sheepishly headed over to the stash of ropes and picked out one but the plastic handle instantly broke in my hand and dropped to the floor. I looked up and um, made eye contact with the trainer who somehow was able to make me feel that that was my fault. Um, so I went to grab another one and to my horror, the same thing happened again. So worried that I somehow had this kiss of death to every skipping rope in this club, I, um, I tentatively found another one and successfully pulled it away without breaking it instantaneously, but only to realise I'd chosen a bloody children's sized one. And not daring to find a more appropriate one, um, you know, with 40 eyeballs on me, I, uh, I tried to start skipping. And I kid you not, for about five minutes straight... I was unable to complete more than two, maybe three skips before tripping up on this stupidly short rope that I had chosen. So although I was barely exercising my body, I was covered in sweat from the sheer embarrassment of this situation. 
So we're about halfway through this episode and I felt like now would be a good time to tell you that I have made a quick quiz for you to take for free that tests if you are actually improving your English from listening to this specific episode. If you pass it, that means you're using your time effectively and I'll say congratulations. If you don't pass it, then I'll have to bend you over, get my slipper and... Sorry, it's not the 70s. What am I doing? I will throw away the slipper and simply say, um, I suggest spending a bit more of your focus on each episode to ensure that you're actually progressing with your English studies. To take the quick quiz, click on the link that says Take Quick Quiz, which is in the show notes of this episode. And if you don't know how to find the show notes in the podcast app you're using, it's normally found by clicking the options button on the player screen, which looks like three dots in a row. Once you've done that, click go to episode and you should see the link staring you in the face. Best of luck, and I do hope you pass with flying colours so that you don't need to be sent to the headmaster's office. Let's get back to the episode, shall we? And after the slowest five minutes of my life came to an end, he then shouted, Right, wrap up and get your mouth guards in. So I went over to him to confess that I didn't actually have a mouth guard. And he said, All good, just body shots for you tonight. So it turned out that the lady on steroids and reception had got the days confused. Wednesday was indeed the sparring session. Saturday and Monday were the technique days. And I then proceeded to endure 12 rounds of body shots from 12 different sparring partners, all of which looked like they would choose a bare-knuckle brawl over Netflix and chill any night of the week. And you know what? One of the most intense rounds was with a female sparring partner, as our instructions were to only use hooks and uppercuts this time round. So it was a bit more like what they call phone booth boxing, very close-up and intimate. And this it wasn't a problem, But I was new to this situation and I still don't really know the etiquette for this um, scenario that I had myself in. Because she had um, a set of bosoms so large that it looked like she went through life with constant backache. But um, before being able to contemplate the pain she might be in day to day, she delivered an onslaught of hooks and uppercuts that were so ferocious, I had no choice but to give her a few back. And while I can honestly say in a court of law that I really did try to avoid them, um, given that it was only body shots, I really didn't have much of a target to aim for. So yes, I will admit, I have now delivered uppercuts and hooks that occasionally, accidentally, landed on bosom. So the session was over. Actually, I want to research right now what the deal is. Okay, so um, in female boxing, like in male boxing, the focus is on targeting legal areas while avoiding illegal or foul hits. Makes sense. Generally, the rules for female and male boxing are quite similar. The legal target area in boxing typically includes the front and sides of the head and the front and sides of the torso, from the head down to the belt line. So technically, I guess that means that the 
bosom area is legally allowed to be hit. Um, Punching the breasts specifically is not explicitly mentioned in the rules as illegal. However, boxers are trained to aim for areas that will effectively score points and strategically weaken their opponent. Punches that are too low or that target sensitive areas like the breasts could be seen as unsportsmanlike or could be penalised if they are deemed intentional fouls. In practice, boxers aim for areas like the head and the body's midsection above the belt to score points effectively. It's also important to note that female boxers wear protective gear, including chest protectors, to minimise the impact of punches to the chest area. This gear is designed to provide safety and comfort while not interfering with the movement and agility required in boxing. Okay, so there we go. That's um, how illegal or legal I was when landing punches to this woman's breast area. Again, I do want to stress, I was aiming for the midsection. I promise you. I promise you that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So the session came to an end. And amazingly, the trainer complimented me on my performance. He said, you know how to punch a breast, mate. <laughs> he didn't really say that. Um, he, he did say, well done. So I came out of the gym torn between thinking that I wanted to chuck my gloves in the bin on the way home and uh, wanting to find some boxing shoes to enhance my grip on that sweaty, wet floor next time I went. One week later, I found myself walking into the gym with a bulging sports bag full of wraps, gloves, shoes and a mouth guard. Eagerly getting my mouth guard on, I stepped up to face my first sparring partner of the evening and bonk, 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 right on the noz. The thing I had not correctly calculated was that last time, as I didn't have a mouth guard, my partners were respectfully not aiming for my head. And so I only had my body to worry about protecting. And I learned the hard way that knowing how to block is a fairly crucial part of boxing, especially when headshots are on the table. And I remember one moment being completely lit up by another guy that was bobbing and weaving like Muhammad Ali to the point where I was genuinely tempted to shout out, stop, just stop it. I don't want to do this anymore. Let me be. But I didn't. Instead, I did something very sneaky. I pulled my gum shield out, put it in my bag when no one was looking and declared to my next sparring partner that I don't have one. So it's just body shots today, mate. You all right with that? Yeah, good. Let's go. We bumped fists in agreement and started to dance. While I did genuinely look like I was trying to dance, he was peppering me with blow after blow. And before I knew it, I had extended my right hand out, showing him my ribs. And he went to 
town on them. He did a full body shot. This guy also stood at twice my height with deltoids resembling enormous cannonballs and landed a full-on body shot to the ribs that started with a crack and left me crumpled on the floor, wheezing for air. (gasps) Good one. That was a good one, mate. He apologised for being too heavy-handed and left me to mop up my tears. And I staggered home, outraged at the way I had been treated. And for the last week, I've been dealing with what I believe to be a broken rib. So I promised myself to not go back there. And I've since decided to join a new bougie gym that includes sound baths, a spa, and hopefully some yummy mummies that I can work the pads with once I'm able to get out of bed without going... So there we go. My latest bit of Charlie chatter for you on how I've managed to possibly break another bone in my body. I think that makes it four broken bones and two ligaments damaged in under five years. It's honestly making me feel like I should be paying more tax than the next person because I'm in the hospital so often. Um... I was wondering if I could come away with a useful moral for us to apply to language learning. And you know what? I I think I have. Um, Despite having a bruised or potentially broken rib, I now don't fear the idea of these proper boxing gyms that six months ago I would have never dreamed of being brave enough to step into. And I've always wanted to try a martial art or, or boxing, but never felt brave enough. So, yes, I've got an injury, but it will pass and I'll come away with a far larger comfort zone. So um, I imagine for you, public speaking in English is a horrifying thought. But even if you died on your ass doing it once, after that experience, talking with a native couple of people at the pub would feel a lot less daunting. So I don't suggest breaking a rib anytime soon in trying to achieve this, but I do suggest doing something you're slightly afraid of within your learning journey, because once the dust settles, you will feel much more comfortable in the everyday challenges you face with language learning. And as you know, when we feel more comfortable, the fluency really does start to flow. And if you haven't got something in mind, I can provide you with such a challenge by joining the academy and coming to one of the Zoom classes. I hadn't thought of that as being an ad towards the end of my moral at the end of this episode, but there we go. It fits like a glove. I think I just heard the final bell, so we'll leave it there for today. I hope you enjoyed listening to a bit of Charlie Chatter whilst being exposed to a load of native sayings and a few cultural references. Well done for completing your listening practice for today, and I'll see you next week on the British English Podcast.